Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Chapter 31 Nicole did not slow down. She drove the GTO past the house. Hey, where are you going? Paul said. Nicole drove down the street and around the corner. She parked the car and shut off the engine. Paul continued to stare at her. Billy said that was the house back there. We need to go get my daughter. Paul continued to yell at Nicole. Nicole spoke in soft but firm tones. I understand, Paul, but if we just barge in there, he will know we're coming. He could hurt Jordan before we ever get a chance to get to her. The element of surprise is our best weapon right now, which is why we are going to go back on foot and look around first. Paul fought his emotions and let Nicole's words seep in. He nodded in agreement. Nicole smiled. Good man. All right, let's go, she said. They all exited the car. Cutting through yards, they quietly made their way to Mulney's house. Upon reaching the yard behind Mulney's, they crouched in the bushes and scanned the property. You say he drove a white van, Billy? Nicole said. Billy nodded. I don't see it anywhere. Could be he ditched it, or we caught a break and he locked up Jordan and went for supplies or something. Driving through the neighborhood, we all saw walkers, so let's not forget them, Nicole said, and slung her rifle across her back. I go first, the rest cover. Those that are over, cover those that are coming, she said, and then scaled the chain-link fence, dropping into a crouch on the other side. She took up a ready position behind some boxes of junk and signaled the others. Walt and Sam helped Paul up and over the fence, then got themselves over. When they were all in the yard, they moved towards the house. All was quiet, and they could see no movement at any of the windows. Resorting to hand gestures, Nicole signaled Walt and Sam to go down one side of the house, while she, Paul, and Billy would take the other side. Walking in a crouch, they stopped at each window and peered inside. There was no sign of anyone. They all met up around the front and came up on the porch. Anyone know how to pick a lock? Nicole said. Everyone shook their heads. Growing frustrated, Paul went over to the door and with the butt of his rifle smashed out a pane of glass by the door. He reached through and unlocked the door, which slid open on squeaky hinges. Nicole shrugged. He's going to know we're here in a minute anyway, she said. Paul went in and the rest followed him. The front room was sparsely filled with old furniture. Yellowing shades hung in the windows rolled halfway up. Boxes of junk were strewn around the room. Dirty clothes and dishes lay piled about. Billy crossed the wood floor, and it creaked under his feet. He approached a door just off the kitchen and stared at it. Nicole approached and put her hand on his shoulder. 
He looked up into her face. She nodded and squeezed his shoulder. Without speaking, she pulled a pistol, clicked off the safety, and handed it to Billy. Billy looked at her for a second, then took the gun. With a hand gesture, Nicole signaled to Walt to stay upstairs and keep a lookout. She motioned to the others to follow her as she slowly opened the door, leading down to the basement. The wooden stairs creaked underfoot as Nicole led the way down. It was dark, but the light from the open door illuminated the stairs and spilled out onto the floor at the base. Nicole took point and descended. Paul, Sam, and Billy sidestepped down behind her, keeping their guns at the ready. When she reached the bottom, Nicole trained the red laser into the black silence. They advanced into the basement when suddenly the room was basked in light. Nicole, Sam, and Paul all spun and pointed their rifles at Billy, who stood motionless by a light switch against the wall. Nicole breathed a sigh of relief when she saw Billy. Everyone turned back to survey the room. Billy came up and stood by Nicole as they stared at an empty chain-link cage, in which was a pillow and some blankets, but no Jordan. He would have kept her in there, Billy said, pointing at the cage. Paul came up to the cage and clung to it. He began to cry as he shook the cage. Billy came up beside him. She's not dead, Mr. Baxter. He won't for a long time, Billy said. Paul did not seem to hear him as he clung to the cage and wept before turning and shuffling back up the stairs. Sam and Nicole turned and followed Paul up as Billy stood silently, staring at his former prison. Upstairs, he could hear the others talking in hushed tones about what they should do next. Billy turned and started for the stairs when something moved on the floor. Between Billy and the stairs, a section of the floor covered by a throw rug raised up, and Billy froze. Peering up at him from a crawl space was Dermot Mulney. Billy was about to cry out when Mulney signaled him to silence with his right hand. In his left arm, he clutched Jordan around the neck. Billy watched in horror as Mulney pulled a large knife and placed it on Jordan's throat. Mulney began to whisper to Billy, Now, Billy, make a peep and you'll surely weep. It's you I want, Billy, so I'll make you a deal. Your life for hers. You come back to me. I send the precious girl on her way. Mulney's words came out as a slithering rasp. Billy stepped forward. Yes, take me. Just let her go, Billy said, pleading. As Billy approached the trap door, Mulney hissed at him. Not now, you stupid cuss. Get them away, then come back to me. When I've got you, they get her. Tonight. Do it tonight, Mulney said. Billy stared at Mulney, then looked over at Jordan. Tears filled her eyes, and she shook in abject fear. Billy tried to calm her with his eyes before looking back into Mulney's. Please don't hurt her. I'll come back, I promise, Billy said. Mulney stifled a maniacal laugh. See you tonight, Billy. Tonight. A deal's a deal. I get my Billy back, Mulney said, as he lowered the door closed. Billy looked at the stairs as he heard someone racing down. Nicole poked her head down and looked at Billy. We've got to go, Billy. we got walkers coming. Nicole raced back up. He gave a final look at the carpet on the floor before following her.